0: Hello everyone, welcome back. It is Joshua Millage and Chris Badgett with another episode of LMS Cast. Today we're talking about growth cycles of exponentially advancing technology in learning management systems. That sounds fancy, Chris. What are we talking about? Let's dig into it.
1: Well, this is kind of a segue from our previous episode about exponential education entrepreneurship, but we're going to get a little more into the nitty-gritty of the technology, exponentially advancing technology or accelerating technology in the context of learning management systems. Mm-hmm. And this is also built off of the work of uh, Peter Diamandis and Stephen Kotler's work. Um, they create a lot of content around these ideas of exponentially growing technology. Uh, so I think to start off, I think it's important to talk about the diffusion of life cycle of innovation in the context of business, because that's a classic one. That as long, if you understand that, Mm-hmm. then it's easier to get into where we're going to go here. So that's just to simply put, when a business comes online, it's not going to be around forever per se. Uh, there's a life cycle to a business. At the beginning, you have innovators and early adopters, then early majority, late majority, laggards. Mm-hmm. So there's kind of a natural bell curve that you see in certain businesses. Um, so that's like an example of a business over time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And if we look into exponentially growing technology, there's a similar sort of life cycle. And uh, Stephen Cutler provides us with six uh, words that all start with the letter, letter D to help see how a technology advances into the category of exponential technology. And the first is digitalization. And that's when the technology becomes exponential once it becomes digitalized. So mm-hmm. in our context with learning management systems, it's pretty straightforward that you can now teach and learn and have community online in the digital world.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it doesn't have to require any sort of in-person interaction.
1: Yeah. And it can, it's scalable. You know, as soon as you go digital there, you you've got that scalability factor and yeah. that's the E in front of learning. I mean, it's, We've, been, we've had those tools for a while.
0: Yeah, and one other thing I would want to add there is that, um, and maybe this is in one of the Ds that I don't know about, so I apologize if I hopscotch. but the cost associated with the technology. So for us, I mean, the old way of teaching required a classroom, which required lots of money and lots of time and resource to get that, you know, put together. Um, now it doesn't. Now, you know, A shared hosting plan and WordPress, not that I would recommend shared hosting, but I mean, you could get a WordPress install up and going pretty quickly and install a learning management system and you'd be off to the races.
1: And that's demonetization. Um, Ah, so so. I am (laughs) hopscotching. Yeah, which is good.
0: Because I have some coffee here. That's why. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and,
1: and the the classic example of demonetization, like you mentioned in education, it's right there. It's like the thing about a college education in computer science versus what's happening in places like Team Treehouse or um, other places where you learn how to code or people using WordPress sites to sell their coding knowledge and that sort of thing. You kind of it doesn't necessarily mean you have to pull all the money out. But at the very end, like now where we don't buy film for our cameras anymore, most people don't, it's we pretty much demonetize, demonetize pictures, right? Once right. you have the camera, they're free. <laughs> right. Uh, and you don't even need the camera anymore. You can do it with your phone. Right. Um, the next one is deception. Mm-hmm. So these technologies get introduced and it takes a while for them to get up to speed. Uh, and there's all this like hype in the beginning and they're, they fall into this deceptive period and people kind of dismiss them. So there's that famous quote, like first they laugh at you, then they ignore yeah. you, <laughs> then they love you, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, but I could see that like I remember this is just I, I have a background in anthropology. I remember one of my cohorts doing his senior presentation on online culture. And this is not this is going to date my age, but this was in 2001, mm-hmm. and I didn't get it. I didn't think there would be like online. I just didn't make sense that people would form groups and behave in an anthropological or sociological way online. But he was so ahead of his time. I was like, wow, that's amazing looking back. Yeah but uh but i was i had some doubt or i didn't understand where he was coming from and we've seen this with like robotics and artificial intelligence and all kinds of things but
0: yeah we underestimate these things and then all of a sudden they're ubiquitous and they're like everywhere in our lives <laughs> <laughs> yeah so. and
1: i can see that with learning management systems like some some of it's deceptive like right now we're with the innovators and the early adopters right uh, you know a lot of teachers are no, no, I don't want to do technology or some entrepreneurs or subject matter experts. Uh, they don't have the clarity yet that to to be able to like teach and bring their material online at a global scale. They just, they don't believe it yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's that deceptive.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, um, I think it's really important to, um, recognize the deception there and and for the personal motivation to keep on charging when you feel that conviction to share what you have to share online um, because I think you you come across the resistance it's at one point or another in the, in your journey as an online education entrepreneur or just a teacher in general it's like is my information valuable? Will people buy it? You go through the deception and, you know, you could hear a stat like that and use that as, as, you know, fodder for your cannon in terms of sitting, like killing your project and nixing it. And, uh, I think consistency is important. And there is some of the things as we're talking about this that don't go out of style, um, and human connections that, you know, reaching out like cold and reaching out to people and asking them, Hey, like come and check this out over here that, that I'm working on. Um, I've done that a lot recently with Twitter, which is leveraging an exponential te- communication platform, but utilizing it to find people who are interested in the things that I'm interested in and then connecting with them and engaging them in, in, in quant- at quantity at scale. Um, knowing that not everyone's going to respond, but the people that do respond, then I'm hyper human. <laughs> I should, yeah. I should coin that term, hyperhuman. But no, I mean, I just interact, I act, I act like the Twitter becomes a text message at that point, And I'm text messaging a friend, you know? So yeah, so that's just, just to springboard off that a little bit.
1: Absolutely. Well, another D is uh, disruption. So that is where a technology plays a role in subverting an established industry or industries. So clearly, with learning management systems, um, when a professor or a subject matter expert of some kind comes online, uh, it can be very disruptive. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, really, the computer science inter- industry, especially in the realm of learning how to code, does not happen through the traditional system anymore. It's been disrupted. Uh, and those, folks in that niche are kind of leading the charge whereas like there's some other industries that are late to come online uh you know like for example like that's one of the reasons why my wife and i went into gardening and education because it's it's not as far ahead as like learning how to program right but uh yeah there's that disruptive quality to exponential technology in the same way that the digital camera disrupted the you know the film analog slr camera
0: yeah that's really it's a great point you know sometimes you hit these breakpoints in technology where everything shifts now you can't even buy film it's crazy <laughs> yeah
1: and, and you almost didn't even notice it happened it just now
0: disappeared
1: and yeah it, it just just that's what happened and it got free and we didn't even really notice that either <laughs> yeah
0: back in 2002 2001 i was studying photography in england and scotland and uh i was i think the last class that learned how to shoot Photos on chromes, which are basically they look like slides, but it's a way to get really high-quality photos And you scan those chromes and, and digitize them afterwards So I was at this weird like shift of like Moving, you know still shooting the analog But then taking it digital and we took it through this ice scanner that used infrared light to You know eliminate the dust on I don't know the scan. I mean it was just inc- looking back. It's crazy. I mean I have a more powerful camera in my phone than I did when I took that class with the $2,000 camera I bought. I also have more processing power in my phone than I did in the laptop I took to school in 06. Mm -hmm. You know, it's crazy. Yeah, it's it's wild. (laughs) It happens so fast. Like you said, we don't even notice too.
1: And the pace is accelerating. That's the exponential part. Mm -hmm. And then um, the next one is dematerialization. Mm. Um, So that's an example of, like you were just saying with your phone, There's all these other things that no longer exist. Like you don't have a Walkman or a cassette or a CD player. It's all just like in the phone. Yeah. Uh, You don't have a separate camera. So there's these things that are becoming dematerialized. Right. And that's why we're big proponents here when we talk about online education and learning management systems that uh, it's important not to get too focused Uh, on getting things too cluttered like really it's an opportunity to curate simplify Mm -hmm. get to the high impact stuff focus on the learning experience Mm -hmm. more than all the stuff you can cram behind the paywall or whatever yeah yeah so that's that dematerialization part and i mean you don't what we're saying is you don't have to go get some real estate and several million dollars to build a school you can do it with our WordPress plugin and a hosting account, so there's much more less dematerial it's not saying that um you know those other things aren't important and don't have their place in society where we are right now, but it's there is a disruption and that also plays out in dematerializing things,
0: yeah, and a huge opportunity and all that. I love it that's cool ne- cool
1: well well, I'm under the last one here, which is democratization,
0: okay. Which is a word uh, we like to throw around.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and uh, I like, the best way to understand democratization in terms of technology, and especially in what we do, is I like it how Matt Mullenweg said a long time ago that the purpose of WordPress was to democratize publishing. Mm -hmm. And what that means is like anybody can become a media outlet. And we've seen like small blogs get huge. Uh And there's... There's other people's blogs who don't make it, but that's the open, fair market, competitive thing or whatever. Right. Um, so what we're doing is we're in a space where in online education and learning management systems, we want to democratize online education to empower other education entrepreneurs to have the tools that you don't need to start a school or um, you know, get accredited and whatever. You're, if you're ready, just teach. Put it out there, see if see if the market if you can reach them first, and yeah. second, see if that you've got a good fit.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a, a a great point. I mean, when the cost goes to the bottom of the barrel when it comes to building this stuff, things getting can get really interesting really fast. Um, and I think it comes back to like then you just have co- who's quality, Who, like what's what does quality look like. You know, like I had a friend ask me one time, he's like, you know, how does Bill Gates or like Warren Buffett value a pair of jeans? And it's an interesting idea because it's like, well, to them all, I mean, they're not going to know the difference between a $20 pair of jeans and a $400 pair of jeans in their bank account. It's not, they're not going to feel that. So like, what are they actually looking at? What is the value now? And you can kind of apply that to this. It's like now that everyone has access to the, you know, Like, everyone can buy expensive jeans or cheap jeans. Which ones are they going to buy? Well, they're going to value things differently. They're probably going to buy to things like the story. Um, So, like, the person that has the ability to create a course on um, basket weaving who's, you know, in, in some sort of culture where that's huge versus someone who's, like, the world's best basket weaver, the cost of trying both courses is is low or relatively low I mean of course they could price them high but of course the cost of building them is low Um, It just allows you to get experimental allows you to to not have that cost barrier and value things differently and I think democratization is pretty interesting when it's applied to education because now the guy who is the genius um, in you know the backwoods of Kentucky can actually distribute his knowledge out there and have impact globally yeah yeah Very true. So, cool. So that's the six D's.
1: That's it. If you want to see the article that we're referencing, uh, head on over to bigthink.com. And you can just also just Google Stephen Cutler's six D's of exponential technology. And you'll find that article. It's a great article, well worth a read. If you're listening to this on iTunes, I'd encourage you to uh, Google Stephen Cutler. You'll find a lot of great information if you're into this kind of thing about exponential growth. But yeah, thank you and and good luck with your online course project, your learning management system project, and there's never been a better time.
0: Right on. All right. Until next week, we'll talk to you soon.